so begins the second half of our half century. We've raised our bat, we've raised our hockey stick at 5-0. And so commences number 51. Welcome once again to another episode of your favorite podcast, your favorite hockey podcast, your favorite anything to do with hockey. It is Hockey the Podcast. The name says it all. I'm Derek Albert. says always... With me, my partner in crime, uh, this is uh, on a day, two days, after we've been informed that uh, we've now moved to level two lockdown, so probably we could do this in person, but we're not just yet there yet. Uh, so we're just still doing it over the phone, but uh, regardless, uh, I'm great to have on board, as always, Tyron Jabu Barnard. How are you doing, Ty? Yeah, Derek, good, uh, very dark morning to you um, here in Johannesburg. I know our guest is uh, probably sitting in the sun wearing shorts, but here in Johannesburg, it's dark. It looks like snow weather, which means it won't snow. Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of miserable, but at least our topic isn't because our topic is hockey. And our topic is uh, number 51, and it's uh, our second ever returning guest. You know, uh, I think, Derek, you, you'll remember back when we started this, and we now remember it's March 2019, the very first night we recorded, we recorded five people because that was madness, <laughs> absolutely crazy. But on that night, um, she was the third person we recorded. She was only in our fifth interview because uh, we wanted to time it with indoor, but she's back for 51. Um, and a lot has happened since uh, episode five. And uh, joining us is our national indoor captain for the spa south africa indoor hockey woman it is none other than uh, our friend cindy hack hello guys so awesome to be here again thank you so much for having me <laughs> yes and uh, thanks for joining us I, I suppose the the starting question is is probably the most uh uh pertinent question on everybody's lips right now and that mm-hmm. is why did you not join the lockdown sports quiz <laughs> Ah, yes. That is Eric's question. Thank you very much. <laughs> but but, it, but it's, a, it's a correct question. <laughs> I am the worst at general knowledge quizzes like that. So I would just be there for absolute banter um, and to be laughed at um, and just that's about it. So yeah, maybe if we were... In, if we were doing it like face-to-face and we were having a couple of social beverages, I would definitely be joining. To, to be yeah, fair... Yeah, of course, social beverages at a social distance. Yeah, there, there we Completely. go. Completely. It was the worst time for me as a mom. So I literally had like kids going to bed and mommy this, mommy that. So unfortunately not. Next I, time. I, I, love, I love how you speak as if it's in the past tense because you do know it's every week, every Tuesday. So it's not like it's finished just because lockdown's <laughs> finished. So uh, our next uh, show is actually this evening. So brilliant. I can't wait to put oh, it yeah, on yeah. social media that uh, the next big star to join the lockdown sports quiz is, of course, Cindy Hack. Thanks, Sins. Really appreciate it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Every single time <laughs> those questions on Instagram, I go, okay, let me see how I would do. And I would probably always get like one out of five. And the only one I would get right if it was a hockey-related question <laughs> Uh, well, since talking of hockey, I suppose that's really why you're here today, is to talk about hockey. And and when we last spoke to you, you were sitting in the 80 caps. Now you're sitting, you've got the three figures. You were the first ever African indoor hockey player. Uh, we're still waiting on confirmation from FIH on, on international players. We do believe there's one or two that have 100 indoor hockey caps, um, but they can't tell me who yet. So, so factually, I can say you're the first ever African indoor hockey player to uh, reach 100 caps for your country. I mean, when we spoke last time, I know uh, you, you said it was something you were looking forward to, but you didn't really count it and all, but you're there. You're there. You've got the 100, and, and what a special event your 100th cap was. Yeah, completely, Jabu. Um, yeah, when we first spoke, I was on 80-odd, as you said, and, you know, there was never a, a question in my mind to, you kept saying to me, do, uh, is that your goal, to play to your 100th? And I, I I had to think about it, and my my immediate answer was absolutely not. Um, you know, I always said to you I would play, you know, as long as I knew that I needed to play for, and the fact that I've played into my 100th is just, yeah, 
it's just one in a million. And I was actually just chatting about it the other day with uh, my mum and my husband. And, you know, it was the most incredible day and evening. Um, yeah, it's one that I will forever remember. I just, I literally have goosebumps when I talk about it every single time, just reliving the moment and what happened and just being there with the girls, the team, my family, um, you know, all those special people who have been a part of my my journey. And that's what I keep talking about. Those, those hundred caps, it's, it's a journey. Yeah, and, and, and let's go back. I, I mean, I know you don't have the, uh, the most, uh, let me, let me, put it frank you don't have the most uh, specific memory of all your games but that hundredth will obviously live long with you in your memory i am terrible at remembering my game so you can say it outright <laughs> me and kelly reed well kelly mm-hmm. reed and i we are horrific after the game you can ask us who scored we won't even be able to tell you um you they're, they're pertinent they're pertinent moments that i can remember but that hundredth um just walking out onto just even from the chat in the in the hotel with my team um yeah guys it just was absolutely you know it was tears from that morning and not even from me from my teammates and just yeah it was unbelievably special i just yeah there's just no words to describe it i mean there aren't any words since but we're going to ask you to do it anyway because i mean you said is one of the few matches that you do remember or, or specifically with regards to stats and I mean, uh, when I speak to sports people in general, um, big milestone matches, they, they, they tend to say it goes by in, a, in an absolute whirlwind, in a blur. And, and was that certainly the case when you got to the three-figure mark? Um, yes and no, Derek. Um, I think looking back now, um, looking at the time, time goes quickly. But looking at the actual events of the day, no. Um, for me, I think I wanted to, I almost have screenshotted it in my mind. And I, I keep replaying it because it just was so super special. I mean, from the moment in the hotel, I remember my teammates, uh, what they said to me. I remember going up to them. I went into each and every one of their rooms and gave them a little gift from me as well. And I'd just written something to each one of them just because, you know, like I had said, um, you know, it's each one of them has gotten gotten me to this to this hundredth mark and further and just made me into the player I am. And I'm just so grateful for each one of them's, um, you know, their their contribution to my career and who I am as a player, as a captain, you know, as a person. So from that moment in the hotel that morning um, to walking out onto the field, I still remember walking down with my girls and I didn't even know what was planned. You know, I, I thought the girls might be all standing there, you know, cheering me on. And, you know, I just never imagined what was going to explode literally when I walked through those curtains. Um, you know, it just was truly unbelievable. Um, you know, and just walking out onto that court, having Marissa there, my mom, um, I had family friends there who had flown up uh, to Cape Town to see me as well. Um, all the kids, I think that also what made it super special was that all those kids were there because I was once one of those children, you know, wanting to play for my, the national team, um, you know, going through that journey, having that passion, you know, still having that passion, but being that youngster and to be able to show them that, you know, this could be you one day and to have my own children there was just more than I could ever have imagined. So, yeah, I can literally remember even those moments, a uh, national anthem, I uh, know moments in the game, um, not so much too many moments in the game, but uh, <laughs> scoring in my 100th was even just amazing. I remember players who had fantastic, Kayla Duvall had a wonderful game that game as well. Um, you know, so there, there are a lot more moments than other, other games that I do remember, but they're definitely super special memories to hold forever. What gift did you, did you get the players? And were they a bit surprised thinking, hey, hold on a sec, this is your day, we should be showering you with gifts, not the other way around? I'm, I'm a big giver, so I like to uh, spoil people, um, whether it's with gifts or love or just words or, you know, so I'm really a, a giving type. Um, I'd gotten each uh, player a, um, it was like an A5 uh, South African branded um, indoor hockey calendar for the year. Oh. Not that that really, looking back, had with everyone's name on it, um, everyone had their own name on theirs. Um, now looking back, they kind of could have like scratched out three months out of that. But anyway, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was a calendar for them. Uh, yeah, personalized calendar with their names. And on the inside cover, I had written a personal note to each player. Um, you know, I've just had such personal journeys with each and every one of them from a friendship point of view, hockey point of view. Um, and no matter what journey it 
it was with them and it has been with them. You know, at the end of the day, it was just basically thanking them for being part of that. Cindy, I uh, I know that uh, you're like that. I mean, obviously, as part of the media for the team, you've uh, made sure I was included. I have, uh, uh, between uh, Lenny and yourself, I have my supporters, Teddy Bear. I have a little African key ring, which, uh, well, I thought I had it, but uh, Callum has taken ownership of it. Um, and of course, it's in your nature, and, and your team speaks so highly of you. And in fact... Um, I have a voice note from Jamie Southgate for huh. when you joined uh, the 100 Club. So let's play this for you. Since I've been in the team, Cindy has been the busy bee of the team. If she's not playing hockey, then she's working. And if she's not working, then she's looking after two incredible children. I still have not met anyone who gets as many phone calls throughout the day, and yet she's still as composed and panic-free. Our captain, fantastic. Cindy is an outright goal-scoring machine. She has so much knowledge and experience of the game, which helps a lot of individuals find their feet in our national team, including me. Not only that, but her personality is so warm and welcoming that there is no fear to just be yourself. Cindy, along with the seniors in the team, have played a vital role in instilling a family-orientated atmosphere. And I'll be, uh, my word. And I'll forever be proud to call these ladies my family. Cindy is a pillar of strength in our team and possesses all the qualities of a true leader. But most importantly, she is my friend. And I'm so honored to be able to play alongside someone of her caliber. Congrats on becoming the first African to reach 100 Indo Cap, Cindy. I mean, what a fantastic message. Uh, she was reading it and, and obviously messed it up a little bit, but uh, she told me I'm not allowed to use it. So, of course, <laughs> said I would. Thank you for that. You guys are making me all tearful all the way here in Durban. <laughs> I, I, it's really warm, huh? I, yes. I, I remember, I mean, our paths, I mean, we'd ha- interviewed you prior, Cindy, but our, our paths first crossed properly um, during that week in Durban, during that uh, tri-series. And um, I remember at, at the end of the, the last game and the Saturday, I took a photo of you and Jamie. And remember, you still asked for it because I think I posted it. And it's a really, really cool photo. I mean, uh, not because I took it. So it's a nice photo of the two of you. Um, and we'll definitely try and pop it up as well. But uh, I can see you had a, a really close relationship, the two of you. But, but I think it applied a- across the team. Um, I mean, it, there's no question that my introduction to the entire side was over that week. And in certain cases, not all cases, but uh, more often than not, captains, um, they, they, they tend to hold on to their armband a, a little longer than they should. And I think sentimental value comes into it where by people or coaches or administrators are, are sca- too scared to push them because they may be not entirely worth their place anymore, but because they're the captain, they're there and no one really knows how to, to deal with that. I mean, we've seen it happen in, in plenty of occasions in the past. And this is certainly not that case. I mean, you are there by virtue of the fact that you're a brilliant player, but on top of that, you're also a fantastic captain. And, and that was so clear to see uh, how your players rallied around you. And I mean, as we could hear by, by that voice note from Jamie, which attests to that, uh, they really, really do respect you and, and, and adore you uh, to, to, to an extent. Thank you. No, it's the, you know what, the, the relationship with, that I have with the players through the team, um, you know, I think it's really important, um, not just as a captain, but uh, being a leader in the team to make sure that you know your players from a personal level as well. Um, and not just uh, to get the best outcome um on the field because you know what you you might not know like some player might be having you know an issue and just know how to deal with them correctly but also just from the long term you know at the end of the day we, we're playing the sport because we love it and obviously um you know i'm all in this to win you know me competitive <laughs> um and at the end of the day um that's what you walk away with is these friendships for life um you know and these memories and it's just really special to have such strong uh, relationships with these players and you know and i'm so proud to call them my friends and i think that's what made my hundredth just so unbelievably special just going back to that is that they were there with me um you know they were there with me not only through the build-up but on that day and that's just what's yeah it just was it's just and i just as you can hear i just i cannot i'm trying to battle to find the exact words just to explain how incredible it was you know it just truly was from every single moment i wouldn't have changed anything if you ask me 
Cindy, after after the Ireland series, where you obviously got to your uh, your hundredth cap, uh, the team went off to Poland um, yes. to face a rather tough tough away series in Poland. Um, and of course, once again, your team didn't fail to impress. Um, going to Poland, uh, playing a five test series, losing the opening game two 0 drawing the second one all, losing the third four three. And then winning two games in the end, um, 3-1, 3-1, to draw the series incredibly. And of course, when you scored in the fourth game, it also meant that in, as far as recorded stats have gone, um, you know, it's very tough on those first seven tests. But as far as recorded stats, you have 100 goals for South Africa as well now. I mean, the only player to do that. I mean, that must also be a pretty cool feather in the cap. A hundred percent, Jabu. And you know what? It's it's not even about that hundredth goal. It's about how we scored that hundredth goal. Oh my goodness. I can definitely I will relive that for you every second. I mean, it is so clear in my mind. Um the team it was just such a great team goal. And um Jess O'Connor and I always call it the Hulk celebration because we know when we've scored a really good goal when her and I like look each other and we almost go like like we almost like lose it and it was just such an incredible build-up right from the back I mean uh, Robin Johnson landed up at the back I mean for all of you who know she's a forward and she had made a great pass across uh, to Amy Greaves who also had rotated right to the back Um, and she's a striker Um, Jess Larden made a beautiful run up the side of the court and she made an unbelievable cross underneath her left shoulder to Jess O'Connor, who had now crept up the left-hand side of the board. Um, that vision that she, I mean, I watched that clip, and I just am so proud of her for that pass, that she, that vision that she saw. And so she, yeah, she passed it to Jess O'Connor on the far left-hand side, and I had done a bit of a double lead in the circle and re-led to the far post and got a far post uh, tap-in from Jess O'Connor, um, who then obviously knew my lead. Um, yeah, it just was the most incredible team goal, which just, yeah, was a feather on the top when I heard it was my 100th uh, goal. Yeah, I, I mean, we still have that clip and we play it over and over and over again. And, and, and of course, that is the, the case is many of your goals have been great team goals. I mean, when I was with you in Croatia, there was a lot of, of goals, either that you were the, the final pass or you were the finisher in, um, in, in some superb team movements. So, so what do you prefer? Do you prefer a, a goal of superb individual brilliance where you've uh, dummied someone, finished in the top left corner, or do you prefer a tap-in after superb team movements? No, definitely the latter. Definitely a team goal. Um, that's just even me as a player. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not the one to do the individual um, tap. Um, the team goals just definitely are the best. And as you can see, I mean, what is it? Poland was in earlier this year. We're still a good four or five months later and we are reliving that goal in every second because it was such an awesome team goal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, look, I, I, I loved some of the goals that I saw in Croatia. I know uh, people haven't seen it yet because I might be launching it pretty soon, but you and I have recorded about the Croatia Cup final along with some of your team. Um, it's... Uh, it, it was exactly that. There was a lot of goals that were just scored because of incredible quick, fast passing moves. Is that because of the fact that a lot of the players have played together a lot longer? They understand each other. Is it something that Coach Nanny specifically looks for? Is it is it something that different players would be able to um, um, would be able to just come in and get, or, or was it more a fact that the more we play together, the more this kind of thing happens? Um, no, Jabu, I definitely think it's because um, Lenny has instilled um, the fact that we've had such a good core going through and such good continuity, can I say. As much as our, um, you know, our core of our team has remained really strong, and that's our pillar of strength, the players around filtering through is, or have also been able to, uh, the new players, should I say, have also been able to play a lot with us, and that really is key. I mean, that that last goal being my 100th is just one of many that we have scored such a brilliant team goal. And that's purely from knowing how each other move and how we lead. Um, you know, you don't even have to second guess. Um, you know, I'm sure you've seen when Kelly Reed and myself play together. I mean, I don't even have to blink. I know where she is, you know. Whereas when you have newer players coming into the team, you know, it takes a little bit of time just to kind of learn how players run. Um, but... 
yeah, we are blessed to have a team that we just really know each other so, so well. And I think that's also why going into a series, um, you know, when we, we have maybe one or two newer players, we, we battle to find our feet um, in the first game or two, but then we settle and um, yeah, we, we, we hopefully we try to produce the goods as much as we can. Cindy, uh, regular listeners are well aware of how much I enjoy travel, as does Tyron. And, and you and I chatted quite a bit during that series uh, on your trip to Poland and back. And, and your, your travel schedule was interesting, to, to say the least. Uh, I mean, I was amazed at uh, the schedule that you, you ladies had to endure going there and back. Holly, yes. What? No, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a bit more no, about I think it. We, I think, oh, I can't even remember how long it was maybe you'll be remember more than me when i told you um we had a very long way to get there so we went jeepers you're showing my my blonde and my age here from (laughs) memory point of view we flew i think we landed up doing about seven six or seven flights to get there we literally went durban joburg joburg dubai dubai to jabu help me here we went Dubai to Rogowa, did we? Or pa- no, Dubai to Poznan, Poznan to onto a ba- to Rogowa, Rogowa onto a bus, and then a bus to where we needed to be. Wow! <laughs> and wasn't it like an hour travel to the venue every day? Yes, yes, an hour travel. Um, yeah. So luckily, yeah, Poland. Or what, no, to the venue wasn't an hour. Um, that was on our only for two games. But the venue wasn't too far. But to get to the actual area where we played, um, which was like in the middle of nowhere. Um, it was a bit of a mission. I'm not going to lie. And then can you imagine with our team, the luggage? So when you travel internationally, you have like a set amount of luggage, but because your international flight now becomes a domestic flight somewhere in between, your luggage then goes from like, let's say for argument's sake, a 30 kg to like a 23 kg. Now, when you're traveling with stick bags and this and that, and how can you go from a thing? Oh my gosh, Jess Lardent was having a field day. And what was it like? I mean, how after, how soon after landing did, did you have your first match? I, I think the one saving grace is, if I'm not mistaken, Poland's on the same time zone as us, so they, they operate in the same hours. But, um, but it's still taxing on the body, having to sit in that plane for hours upon hours upon hours, and then suddenly have to be active uh, on a court. 100%. Um, and that's definitely... Uh, played against us in our first game and also playing against a team so highly ranked um it was like whoa okay all right everybody let's regroup um yeah it's very taxing on the body time difference was the same but we played literally we got there that evening and we played the next morning so it was um it wasn't it was quite tough (laughs) since um obviously you know a lot of people are now talking about what's happened in 2020. 2020 has been a, a bit of a, a face plant attempt at the Comrades Marathon kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, 2020 was going to be a very big year for indoor hockey. Uh, obviously, the African qualifier, we had a series planned against Zimbabwe, potentially a series against uh, Ireland and Czech Republic, and, and even USA were interested. And then COVID came along and it, and it completely changed the, the playing field. In terms of the lockdown, what have you done to keep yourself both mentally and physically fit? Um, well, Jabu, yeah, you know what? When, when we look at 2020 from a sporting perspective, it's been disappointing, should I say. Um, just disappointing from what we the opportunities that have been missed out on. Um, but when I look at this 2020 and the COVID, um, there's been a lot of blessings for me and a lot of things that I've actually quite enjoyed, to be honest. Um, you know, the forced break uh, just before lockdown literally happened three days after outdoor indoor RPT, um, where I'd fractured my knuckle. So, um, and I played RPT with that. So that wasn't very smart. But um, so that was a bit of a forced. And when are you ever, I mean, people can say to you when you're not feeling well or when you're tired, rest, rest, rest. But whenever one does a sportsman rest and whenever even you, even you or even the general person in the street can just kind of get, catch a break. And this was absolutely forced. And I think a lot of 
a lot of good came out of it in a lot of ways. Um, you know, obviously we do have the the negatives, but um, from that part of it, you know, I've really taken on to to those good things that have come out of it. Um, you know, I am rearing to go now. I'm done. So thank you for all the for the lovely things that happened, but I'm done. Um, but from with regards to keeping up to fitness, the first uh, two months. I was every day in the garden, outside in the morning. I had a great routine, um, keeping up with my fitness. Um, it was difficult from a, a distance point of view, but I was doing uh, lots of kind of hit training, so high interval training, um, some strength training um, at home, getting everyone involved. But um, yeah, that de- definitely did wither away quite significantly in the after coming up to month two, I just mentally got over it. If I had to do another home exercise, I was going to vomit. Um, and I was like, I really was like, no, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. So luckily we got a little bit of leeway. We had that bit of exercise time outside, which gave me a bit of fresh, a breath of fresh air. And, um, you know, it was a bit of a change. So that gave me another kickstart, um, which gave me another mental boost. And then, um, yeah, just, kind of embracing the good days with the bad days. And one of the great things about COVID, if I can say that, is that I was able to connect with a lot of people that I wouldn't usually have been connected to um, with regards to kids um, asking advice, um, you know, not just on training, just on life even, um, on hockey. And, you know, I usually do that in my everyday life. You know, if someone pops me a message on my Instagram, you know, I, I always reply. I, I chat to kids when I can. But it re- I really was able to connect with a lot more more people and and help a lot more people. And it really was fulfilling. And I think that's what kept me going. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, you speak about the amount of exercise that you did at home. And I mean, I'm, I'm fully aware of how much you did because you're very prevalent on social media. I mean, you mentioned uh, chatting now to kids on Instagram. And, and yeah, I, I mean, you, you were broadcasting your, your various fitness activities uh, quite a bit all over Instagram and, and, and et cetera. So, so that was really cool. And I mean, it, it was clear as day that, that you were taking this exceptionally seriously as opposed to me i thought okay great i can get my fitness up during lockdown and and that wasn't the case at all it went in the opposite direction but um i mean one of the cool things that you have done i mean talking about social media is that you also took over raider media's instagram account for a day that was uh during the ibt for the raiders i did that was lots of fun um yeah just to kind of show us uh, just to show a few more people the insights on what goes on behind tour because those are all really the fun parts it, it, it is. Yeah, and, and sorry, go for it, Ty. Go for it, <laughs> uh, We're doing that little waltz here. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, obviously, since uh, you were part of the massive growth of of the Raider account, because everybody started following us because of you. Um, so, well, I hope. well, I mean, we did lose one or two, but I mean, you know, aye, there's aye, always aye. there's <laughs> always collateral damage. Um, but I mean, also during the lockdown, you. Uh, you also turned into a uh, front page magazine star. Oh my so, goodness. Um, just incredible. I just actually, and just so that you know, um, you only, t- I mean, for those of you listening, uh, Tyron only told me about that. Um, he had shown me the picture that he was kind of going to use, but I didn't really know to the extent of how incredible it was going to be. And when that got published, and uh, honestly, I mean, you know, I'm always honest, uh, you sent it to me and I kind of had a squiz and I was like, oh, okay, it's an action picture. And I put my phone down and carried on with my day. And then my husband was like, Ryan said, have you read that article? And I said, no. And I kind of like went on to it and I was like, oh my goodness, it was unbelievable. So that just even topped up what even was even more incredible to my career so far it just made it even a bit a cherry on the top so thank you both for that no no look of course and and it, it was obviously you and i are friends as well but uh it wasn't just uh my decision my my publishing team together we sat and, and we picked a cover star we said who do you pick to be on the cover of the first hockey the magazine and you have to pick somebody who is inspirational, somebody who's a good example to youngsters, and uh, somebody who who has been a great icon for South Africa. And uh, so it was really done to you and and another um, uh, superstar being uh, Piti Kutsia. And ultimately, because we wanted more of an indoor focus, we went with you. And and 
I mean, I've said this to you before, and, and you're humble enough not to take it too seriously, but you are to indoor hockey what Pini could say is to outdoor hockey for many, many kids in this country. Oh, that's just unbe- that's just something unbelievable to hear. So thank you so much. I mean, I still I giggle because I've still got my shirts that PT signed for me and the letters I used to write to her and my goal setting. I used to always like put her like what you know. And in the day, I actually played in the na- national outdoor team with her. Golly, can you imagine those nerves? Um, you know, I actually used to go and fly up to Joburg with my dad when he had business, and I was still in school those days. And um, and I used to ask Pete, my dad to phone Pity to get a private lesson with her so I could try and train uh, with her. Yeah, so she just is unbelievable. So thank you. That's an absolute honor. And then since, of course, unfortunately, it, I mean, sorry, and, and the thanks is actually all, all mine and, and all ours. Uh, you really don't need to, but uh, look, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, unfortunately, though, we, we do need to also clarify one other thing for everybody, and that is the current African Cup situation. So for the listeners, this is where it stands as at today, is African hockey have said that the tournament has to happen before the end of September. FIH at this point in time have said whatever African hockey says applies. However, there is a possibility that the actual World Cup may be postponed. Okay, But as it stands, it's not postponed. It's in February next year. Um, the African Cup has to happen by September. South Africa have formally invited Namibia for the tournament. Namibia have said they would like to come. It's now a question of whether they are able to come and whether uh, legal protocols uh, will be allowed. So exactly like Cricket South Africa when they invite uh, India here uh, or rugby teams when they invite the country, there has to be a whole bunch of hoops to jump through and uh, a bio bubble will have to be formed. Uh, the tournament will happen in front of an empty audience if it happens. Um, there will be no crowds. Uh, there will probably be one media person streaming it or something. But that's it. And, and unfortunately, what it means is there's just a massive, massive amount of uncertainty. Since how, how are you and the team dealing with that uncertainty? Um, yeah, Jabu and Derek, we've had um, quite a few Zoom sessions as a team, um, probably every once every two weeks to start off with in the beginning, and um, once a week more recently. We The girls are disappointed, let me say. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty, and I can see it on the girls' faces. Obviously, I'm trying to be a bit of a pillar of strength and a light of hope, Um but I also was disappointed to start as I actually was getting quite worked up about it in the first couple of um, weeks. But then after some thinking, you know, it's completely out of our control and my control. Um, I had old Kelly Reed on the side messaging me of who we can contact and let's try to get hold of the president. And we were thinking of all these amazing things to do. And at the end of the day, um, you know, it's out of our control. And um, we've got some incredible things lined up in the pipeline if if we don't land up going to the World Cup by some reason. Um, and even if we do go, these things will still happen. Um, you know, so we've got to focus on the positives and that's all we can do. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's always, everyone always says it. And once you're in something, you can never really see the light at the end of the tunnel. But once you're out of it, you can see why there was a reason for that. And I think that's all we can hold on to right now. I've spoken about it before, since in how incredibly resilient South Africans are and how quickly they yeah. adapt to, to very tough situations. And there's no question that we've seen the height of it over the past three or four months with regards to South Africans and this lockdown. And, I mean, if, if you had proposed what's taken place over the last couple of months uh, to any of us uh, in, this, in this interview... Uh, at the beginning of the year, we, we would have all said, you, you're mad, it, it will never happen. And and if you said, well, it's going to happen, you said, well, I mean, the whole place will just collapse. I mean, there's no way South Africans will be able to handle it. Yet we've managed to handle it, um, irrespective of whether yeah. you you agree or not, or if anyone agrees or not with, with the lockdown, we've we've managed to make amends somewhat. And, and the nice thing we, and I've used this phrase a lot, in that we've seen, we're seeing more light at the end of the tunnel. And, and slowly but surely, uh, sport is making its way back. Uh, it, it is great to see, but I mean, it, it must. I mean, from my side, I'm in sports broadcasting, so it's it's very cool to see sport making its way back. But I think even more so from a sports person's perspective, where sport is your career, 
it must be incredible to see uh, everything starting to, to 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 make its way back almost to to a hundred percent. Yeah, thank goodness. And um, you know, you just hold on to that bit of hope where you kind of wait for your sport to be gazetted. And then, you know, once that comes through, there's a whole lot of, and um, we actually have our first training session tomorrow evening um, as a national team. Um, well, squad, the players who are in Durban and the protocol that has to be in place. I mean, golly, I feel like I need to leave work at two to get to practice by six. You know, there's a lot that needs to get done. Um, sign, things have to be signed and there's a lot of protocol in place. So, but you know what? We're all willing to do it. And um, we're all just so excited to be on that court with our social distancing, um, just playing some indoor hockey. We just cannot wait. It's funny. I've got to mention of the fact that as I switched over to uh, Instagram now there was the I spoke about you highlighting your various fitness routines on social media and the first video that popped up was of course the video of you uh, back in gym uh, so not doing it at home anymore but uh, doing your training there so congratulations uh, golly you wouldn't have been saying congratulations if you saw me I was dying <laughs> <laughs> well there's a video of that as well of you on the floor afterwards and uh, you look completely buggered dying <laughs> since you laughed but i played uh, golf with Derek on friday and uh i mean he had to walk a bit further than most because he had to keep crossing the the fairway <laughs> yeah um but i mean he was dying after the first hole mm. so you're fine you're o- fine after the first and, and, and just so you know swing. we were we were using carts <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> yeah what was quite fun is in uh during lockdown so um Shiloh from strength society he does our training for our national program and he had separated us into groups um and he had challenges every week for each group so one week it was how many kilometers you could do you could walk you could run you could do anything that was obviously when we could go out for our two hours in the morning so you literally would see obviously the Durbanites, uh, your teammates around the neighborhood while everyone was trying to walk or run as far as they could to try and get as many kilometers as you could in to uh, scan on your watch before like nine o'clock hits so it was it was quite fun and there was some uh, a lot of team building that happened during then as well which also kind of kept us going but yeah let's let's just say we cannot wait for tomorrow since um before we get you into your favorite part of any podcast hockey the podcast discussion being the quiz question um (laughs) look obviously um 2020 from a hockey point of view hasn't gone uh, as planned because of the pandemic. Um, but, uh, you know, if the world returns to normal, um, and, and I think that that word is a very broad word right now, but if it does, uh, what's the plan? I mean, you are still incredibly fit. Uh, you are still fitter than the 21-year-olds in the team. You know, is is the thought of retirement entering your head yet or are you keen to go for another four or five years? We we know with indoor hockey um, being shorter games, the impact on the joints is not as bad and, and people can play quite old. Um, but what is your plan? Is, is there a retirement plan? Is there a uh, let's just keep playing plan? You know, um, what, where's the heart? Uh, well, actually, that's the wrong question. The heart, I know where the heart is. Where's the head? So, yeah, when we spoke, when I was on the caps or so, and you, and you had said to me, uh, what was I going to play, you know, to my 100th, was at the goal, um, you know, and my answer is still the same as it was then, is I will play, I know in my heart when I'm ready to stop. And it's always been a, a dream of mine and a goal of, I wouldn't say a dream, but I think if I had to stop, um, it would be at the top. So is it near in sight? Possibly. Um, I would never continue to play and exactly what Derek said, there's a lot of players who continue to play well past they should when they should. And um, you know, I've I've got I've had such an incredible journey and I'm on an absolute high. Um, you know, I'm just really enjoying the last couple of uh, moments and I'll I will know when I'm ready. I'm not there yet. I still have that fire and that passion. Um, and it's still burning and I still have so much I still want to give to my teammates, um, you know. But yes, it is in sight and I will be ready to hand over um, when, I, when I feel it's ready. Yeah, that's sad. You know that if I tell Callum this, he's going to be absolutely <laughs> devastated. 
No, you know what? The girls have come so far and um, we've got incredible depth in the team. Um, we've got incredible experience coming through as well. Um, you know, there's not for one second that's, um, you know, if I think, okay, I'm going to go out maybe tomorrow. And um, there's not for one second I don't think that they'll be able to hold their own, which I'm super proud of as well. Um, it's been a good journey to build this team to where it is now. And I would hate to ever have left, you know, and leaving a big hole. All right, since I do have your question. Ooh, Are you ready? Be, be, before, before she goes into that, sorry, Tyler. Oh, yeah. uh, you're going to do it. A- <laughs> it says my internet stable, guys. Oh yeah. Can do the question. Sorry, what? What? what, what it's oh, it's yeah. not. It's not your internet that's unstable. Uh, <laughs> it's my thing. Yeah, I, I can imagine as, she, as soon as Cindy heard the word quiz, uh, if she wasn't running on Wi-Fi, if she was running on a LAN cable, she quickly just kicked the LAN cable out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, speaking of of quizzes, it, it was brilliant. So, Cindy, I mean, I asked you the other day. I needed a, a voice note from you. Uh, to quiz Justin Reed Ross about it uh, because we do a bunch of audio clips with famous sporting personalities and we had Justin Reed Ross on the show and he was teamed up with uh, Chris Morris and it was Justin hey hey Ty this was the one where we yeah. used yeah. And, yeah. and I said okay cool since just send me a voice note so I can play it later and then Justin will have to, have to identify and uh, it was a really cool voice note you just told me what you're doing and you're off on your way to the shops so or we'll go pick up the, the girls and, um, and I played it and Justin he had absolutely no idea, and I mean, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of people miss out in names, etc. And and when we told him afterwards, he was distraught. I mean, he was so so upset with himself. Firstly, for getting it wrong, and secondly, for not knowing it was you, because of course, uh, you guys have a very good relationship too. Yeah, he's such a darling. <laughs> um, okay, Ty. I think without further ado, it's over to the uh, the biggie. Well, oh, since, no. since you're not going to be happy with me about this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You've played 105 test matches for South Africa, mm-hmm. uh, scoring 102 goals. Mm-hmm. You know you scored your, your 100th against Poland. Yes. Who did you score your 50th against Goodness, Jabu. And and um, I can tell you that it was not an African country. My fiftieth would have been in Croatia. That is a very impressive guess. Well, now, which, which country <laughs> was it against? Um who was there again? Uh, Slovakia, Croatia and Slovenia. And you did score 13 goals in that tournament. Yeah, it would have been in the last game against, who did we play? Croatia. Mm. No, 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 it wouldn't have been in the last game. It would have been in that game that we won uh, 20-0 or 21. You are correct, actually, that it was in that game. So who was it? You got like a 50% chance. No, you can't, you can't know that you scored 21 goals in a game and not know who it was against. Jeez, I, I remember when I score one try against a team who it was. Slovenia, <laughs> maybe? Is that your final answer? Yes. That is the correct answer. Well done. <laughs> yeah, incredibly, this, this is a remarkable thing. South Africa, at the time it was a world record, it has been beaten but uh, at the time, it was the biggest indoor hockey uh, result, winning 21-0 against Slovenia. And Cindy scored just one goal in that game. Can you believe it? Um, because she was so unselfish. Uh, <laughs> of course, you've scored. It, it, it's actually a really, I mean, everyone who knows me knows I love stats. But Cindy's first 50 goals for the country. Let me just add this up quick. Your first 50 goals took you 61 test matches. Your next 50 took you 39. Oh, golly. That's nice to know. Wow. Yeah. And it's impressive um, to know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that tournament was epic, though. It really was a great tournament as well. Um, and actually, during lockdown, I was watching some um, video clips of the Croatian tournament. 
And um, first of all, it was frustrating me because I almost was like, why didn't we go that way? So I was getting so irritated. I almost wanted to go and change our tactics. But um, to how we are playing now as a team to then, the growth is unbelievable. I mean, I was dumbfounded. I could not believe it. Yeah, look, I, I, I think I said this to you. I said it to Kelly Reid. You watch that Croatian Cup, and I remember watching it live thinking, holy crap, this team is on fire. And I watched it down, and I was like, nah, we're average then. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. It's got so much better. Things that, like, we, we don't even play. Like, I'm like, why am I standing still? Why am I not moving there? I was, like, so <laughs> irritated with myself after watching that because we're not even that, I'm not even that player anymore. A little bit too much glue than the night before. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just get yeah. Let's just record that, that I got that question right, Derek. Yeah, yeah, done. Well, no, I mean, that, that was the entry into the Tuesday Night Lockdown Sports Quiz. So you passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you so, <laughs> And I mean, Tyre speaks about uh, having done so well in that in that event. And I mean, we've mentioned uh, about the, the time that our paths first crossed over in Durban. And, and you, of course, were a player of the tournament then as well. And that was just a year ago. I mean, I know you've spoken and, and I mentioned about how sometimes players tend to, to hang on longer than they should. And you said, yeah, the end is nearing. I mean, based on, on, on form and, and everything else, so you've got everything going for you in that it really, really is not close to the end whatsoever, Sins. I mean, you'll, you'll deny it because you're a very humble person. But, um, I mean, in terms of everything else, uh, yeah, you, you, you are far away from the end. No, I, I think I'll know my heart when I'm ready. And um, I don't think you'll ever be ready, let's be honest. As a sportsman, um, you always will have that love and that passion and that fire for the game. Um, but I'll know when it's time. Um, but, yeah, it's funny because since I've had um, my kids and since, yeah, just since I even got, let's just say, older, um, I'm just a far better player than I was in my youth. And I think you can even, I mean, you can even see that in Kelly Reed's game. I mean, she was player of the tournament now at IPT. I mean, she's just had a, a baby as well, and she play, She was absolutely phenomenal. And it's it's just something that... That happens, you know, you just hit that phase and after you've had kids, you, you know, you just kind of, it's that work ethic to come back and you're just a completely different player from a physical point of view and a mental point of view. It's just, yeah, obviously it's something you guys won't, <laughs> won't ever understand, but um, as, <laughs> as a woman, but anyway, oh. um, but yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, I thought you meant uh, in terms of uh, being a rubbish sports person. <laughs> oh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Jeez, stick, I'm having stick, a kid. Stick, 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 the, stick the boot in where, <laughs> while you had it. Um, no, Cindy, when, when you do uh, decide to call it a day, it will be a very sad day, not only for hockey, but for SA Sport in general. And yeah, we, we really hope that we don't see the end uh, anytime soon. I mean, it's been a privilege having to being able to watch you over the years uh, on the court with the hockey stick. And, and we hope to see uh, you squeeze in at least a couple more um, uh, for, for the immediate future. And, and as Tyron says, uh, his son would be devastated were you to retire anytime <laughs> soon. So, I mean, if that isn't motivation enough, then I don't know what is. Completely. We'll see about that. <laughs> Since it's been an honor, it's been an honor as always. I know you're off to another gym session. I can't wait to watch it on Instagram in about an hour's time. No, that one won't be recorded. I can tell you that. <laughs> Brilliant, Cindy. It's always incredible, as always. And thank you both for so much, so much for everything you do for not only hockey but for sport in general and just for our country. So thank you. Well, and we'll see you on episode one hundred and one when uh, you announce that you have extended your contract to play for another four years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Sins. It's been great as always. And uh, yeah, congratulations on making the two episode club. Uh, as mentioned up front, Tyron said that uh, you're now the second person to be interviewed twice. Uh, the other one was Gareth Ewing. So who knows? You're the front runner, or you you want you in the running uh, to be the first person to make a three beat. So yeah, episode 101. Watch the space. Awesome. I'm in there for the running. <laughs> Cheers, Sins. Thanks so much. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Oh, man, what a legend. And yeah, I always end every single interview with those words, and, and, and rightly so, um, going all the way back to the very beginning, as you said, Ty, uh, with our first five set of interviews. I still can't believe that we did five a night at a time. And remember, it wasn't like five 20-minute interviews. I, I think that's what we originally envisaged, but 
I mean, once you get into an interview, uh, you can never stop, especially when our, our guests are so talkative and so interesting as well. Uh, so it was literally uh, doing these things for five hours at a time, uh, starting off at around, I think it was about seven o'clock in the evening and, and finishing uh, well after midnight. And uh, yeah, Sydney was in that very first batch and uh, great to have on board once again. Yeah, the intention was let's book them every half an hour and we'll just pump them out. <laughs> and the first one ran for 55 minutes. And uh, we were like, oh, yeah, we're not going to fit them in, no. are we? No. Um, but also credit to them, they were all patient and, you know, one or two of them were willing to sit up till 11 o'clock at night to chat to us. Yeah. And, you know, why not then? Um, yeah, look, I mean, I'm excited. I've, I've uh, been chatting to a few people for the next few episodes. So, you know, we're back. Uh, we had a little bit of a gap where we were celebrating 50 and congratulations to our prize winners. And thanks again to Princess TK and Malik for the prizes. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, and, and we're back every Tuesday again. So every Tuesday, listen out for Hockey the Podcast brought to you by Raider Media the home of well we don't really have a catch line so i was gonna make one up there but then i, I didn't really know oh. where i should go with that in case it, it sticks no, the home yeah. of raider radio uh, okay we'll work on that we'll come yeah. back to you on that yeah yeah i thought you're on a roll i, I thought you're gonna say the home of hockey for hockey the podcast because oh, i mean that 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 would have been good that would have been good <laughs> and, and now now it looks contrived because now if i say it like, looks like I made it up and you know even there's Colby talking he wants to be on so let's just say the home of Havoc yeah the media I, I, I like that very very much so uh, yeah that wraps up another episode and this is going to be cool because I think this is the first I'm literally going to upload this interview as we speak so this is an almost delayed live this is the first time it's been so close to, to being uh, live uh, that, that we've ever got so Cindy, uh, another feather in your cap, uh, making waves and breaking boundaries and radar as always. <laughs> That's... As if she would do it any other way. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, catch Cindy on social media, if, uh, especially when you see her, her latest fitness tips. But uh, more importantly, listen to her interview as you're doing right now. Um, which you already know about because you're listening to our words as we speak. So <laughs> that wraps up another show of Hockey the Podcast. 51, 52 coming in a week's time. Ty, it's been great as always. Ciao. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>